there's enough research on why goal setting is effective and why setting priorities is effective. I'm not going to give that to you here, but if every goal is the priority, none of them are the priority. So here's what we need to do to make sure that they get done. First, we rank them by their profit potential. Welcome to Inside Reproductive Health, the shop talk of the fertility field. Here you'll hear authentic and unscripted conversations about practice management, patient relations, and business development from the most forward-thinking experts in our field. Wall Street and Silicon Valley both want your patience, but there is a plan if you are willing to take action. Visit fertilitybridge.com to learn about the first piece of building a fertility marketing system, the goal and competitive diagnostic. Now, here's the founder of Fertility Bridge and the host of Inside Reproductive Health, Griffin Jones. Hurry up and wait. That's the problem we're going to talk about on today's episode of Inside Reproductive Health, talking about that problem that happens with many fertility companies, not just clinics, but a lot of companies in the field where they rush into their goals. They have something that somebody told them to do, or they saw someone else doing, or they were inspired in the shower, something maybe they got from a private equity firm or heard at ASRM, or they had this brilliant idea. And then when they get into it after a little bit, some investment in time, money, effort, and that is more than they expected, then they abandon the goal. And this happens a lot in our field. I've seen it happen so many times. It's why we changed the structuring of our engagements four or five years ago. I hear about this from job candidates who work for companies like yours almost all the time. And it Part of what's happening is that whether we like it or not, fertility practices are entrepreneurial enterprises, and still many independent centers don't approach growth like their corporate competitors who do actively set goals. And even if you're one of these corporate back groups, very often they fail to align their efforts with these goals. So I want to give you a little bit of a framework and give you some examples of what happens. This used to happen all the time when people would buy Griffin Jones for the red pants, the haircut, this cool idea or strategy that I talked about. And I thought we would have the same vision and they maybe had something else in mind. And that's why we changed this. And you can too, whether you're working with an outside firm or anyone on the outside, whether it's biz dev and sales or whether it's finance or legal or operations, it's all the same process. But on the biz dev side, a couple of the examples look like you're going to create some digital content or events, well, you're going to have to reserve provider availability for that. Or you're going to do an ads campaign, a digital campaign, a traditional campaign, or a PR campaign. Well, you're going to have to create content in order to support that campaign for those ads to direct somewhere. You're going to shoot this awesome video. Well, you're going to have to schedule your staff to stay late, or you're going to have to stop seeing patients earlier, make some kind of accommodations. And you want to fix the attrition of new patient inquiries going to consult, where you might have to restructure your call center in order to be able to do that. So we want to make sure that the juice is worth the squeeze and that you're not getting to a point where I didn't realize that was going to be a part of that. So I'm going to walk you through this process to slow you down and then to speed you up. So you're not firing a marketing director that you hired after a year or a year and a half when you're not seeing the results or you're not going from one firm to the other, one initiative to the other. So there's four steps to slow you down so that then we can speed you up. 
go a little bit slower now so that you can actually be a lot faster in execution. These are the four steps. The first is opportunity. Second is priority. Third is alignment. Fourth is resource allocation. So let's talk about the opportunity part. You're identifying opportunities for your practice or for your company. And on the practice side, here's what a, a couple of these things look like. IVF cycles, patient satisfaction, egg freezing retrievals, third-party IVF recipients, third-party IVF cycles, tubal ligation reversals, donor recruitment, new patients, specific provider volume increase, meaning we want to get this doc or this office, or this region busier, specific patient populations like LGBTQ plus, these might be goals that you have. And on the company side, it might be number of new accounts. It might be number of new providers. It might be revenue. It might just be profit. And it might be revenue of a certain line uh, or profit of a certain line. And so once we have that, once we have, okay, here's some, here's where some of the opportunities lie. We we've identified, and you know what these are in the ether. We just have to start to prioritize them, but before we can prioritize them, we have to put a bit of a value on them. Let's use IVF cycles as an example. You got a goal of a thousand IVF cycles at a profit of $4,000 a cycle. That's a $4 million that, that, you know, that's a $4 million of where you want to be total and where you're at currently is 500 IVF cycles. So you're, you're currently at $2 million. That 4 million minus 2 million is a $2 million opportunity. And we're going to need that to make some of our calculations. Very often fertility business owners at this point think we have to do everything. That's a natural impulse. That's something that entrepreneurs want to do. I do. And virtually everybody else has that impulse but you want to care for as many people as possible. You don't want your fertility business to lag behind your peers. So that all makes sense, but we're not making any decisions yet. We're going to slow down so that then we can move more quickly again. Okay. So we have our opportunities laid out and we put some dollar amounts against them. Now we have to prioritize them because they're essentially infinite. There's enough research on why goal setting is effective and why setting priorities is effective. I'm not going to give that to you here, but if every goal is the priority, none of them are the priority. So here's what we need to do to make sure that they get done. First, we rank them by their profit potential. Then we have to estimate the effort against the, the current capacity. So you're estimating the goal against where your current capacity is. If the goal represents unmet capacity that you can easily meet, then maybe that gets ranked over something where you have to add more doctors, staff, office equipment that you weren't originally going to do. Then we have to subtract that effort from the goal. So we've estimated the effort. Now we're subtracting that effort from the goal. And then you have to consider your mission because money isn't everything. You didn't do this just to make money and you might be perfectly happy where you're at financially. That might not have to do with what you want to accomplish out of your business in the next few years. We're talking about goal setting and priorities. And for almost all of you, isn't a priority to reduce the burden that you have on your staff? Isn't a goal for many of you to improve the experience that patients are experiencing at your practice, that's a call for engaged MD. When I'm talking about sitting down with your partners, deciding what's important, engaged MD is an easy one. That one's at the top of the list because you have a number of things that are on your staff's plate that doesn't need to be 
that is more cumbersome for patients that doesn't need to be. And EngageMD can help with that. If you can take some of these things away, you can eliminate, lighten the load for, for your staff and make that experience smoother for patients. It's like, do you need to be cataloging all of your learning materials or can EngageMD just do that with their comprehensive RD Learn Library? Do you need to be checking every single point with the patient to make sure that they have true informed consent when you're probably not doing the best job of that anyway, or can EngageMD do that with their legal consent process, with their compliance tracking, with their embedded knowledge check, using their actionable patient comprehension insights? Do you need to be following up with the patient every single time, getting them new materials or responding to something that they didn't get? Or can EngageMD just do that with their automated patient reminders, their video replay? This is something that is an easy goal that you can win on very quickly. And now that it's 2022, many of your competitors and other peers in the field have been doing this for years. Go to engagedmd.com slash IRH. You'll get a 25% off your implementation fee by saying that you heard them on Inside Reproductive Health or heard them from Griffin Jones, and you will be achieving a goal that has such little resistance and such huge upside. Go to engagedmd.com slash IRH. So considering your mission, like if you're a person that wants to advance fertility preservation or serve LGBTQ plus patients or treat recurring pregnancy loss, that has to impact which goals you prioritize. You're a clinician first and a business second if you're on the practice side. Fifth, you have to weigh the brand and market liabilities. And what I mean by that is there's strengths and weaknesses that you have and that are in the marketplace, but then there's also those that are in like in, in society and demographics, like, will you appear antiquated if you don't pursue something? Will you be totally out of the game if you don't have anything for fertility preservation? Or will, will you look like a straight up hate monger if you don't have anything for the LGBTQ plus possibility? These are things that you have to consider as you start to assess the needs of the marketplace and society as liabilities for the future of, of what you want to do. So at this point, you might worry that other goals will be ignored if you choose a single priority to focus on first, but that's not necessarily the case. Other areas of the practice almost always benefit from a snowball effect. So let's talk about the goal snowball. And I'll use an example of the goal snowball in action. You've got an REI practice that's got 10 physicians and they have different workloads in terms of the number of, of patients they see, productivity. You got two or three docs that have a higher than normal capacity. They, they each do more than 300 retrievals a year. You've got five docs that are at a normal capacity of about 180 retrievals a year. And then you've got two or three docs that are less than 150. And maybe these numbers are up for each of these three subcategories in the last couple of years. But you, the, so the practice still has many goals, but they've decided that this physician disparity, this raising, isolating physician productivity is their biggest goal. And so they streamline their call center to balance their wait list. They achieve that goal 
of increasing the volumes of the lagging physicians. They hit that priority first, but by doing that, by doing the thing that was required, streamlining their call center, they progress toward their goal of increased patient satisfaction because they've improved the interactions that their practice has with the patient, especially at that first impression spot. So prioritization doesn't mean you're ignoring the other goals of your fertility business. It maximizes the effectiveness of your resource allocation. So we're going to discuss resource allocation in a second, but before we get to that part, though, let's, we have to make sure that all of the, the partners are aligned with the goal. That's our, our third spot of these four steps. This is our third step to setting the goals that allow you to get past the hurry up and wait. Even when the managing partner of fertility practice, or if you're a fertility company, the chief exec has the final say, alignment with the partners is still critical. The fact that partners need to achieve alignment doesn't mean that you don't already have a healthy relationship. You might have a healthy relationship, but it could mean that you might not have a healthy relationship. In either case, it means that you need to be explicit and clear about the initiative so that everybody can come to the mutual agreement of this is what we're doing and this is what it's worth to us. When everyone's on the same page, it's much easier to work through the obstacles that come later. And I promise you, it's when the obstacles come, not if. The obstacles will come. When it comes to aligning a practice as partners, third-party support is often helpful. It's what Fertility Bridge does in the goal diagnostic. It's not just about moderating conflicts necessarily. That sometimes happens, but it almost never happens in the goal diagnostic. And it's not really about moderating conflicts. It's about prompting necessary conversations that are easy to put off when everybody's focused on a goal. So if it's a new initiative, something that's really important to the future value of the practice, the future, not just the future monetary value, but the value that you bring to patients and to your staff for that matter, that those future needs are very easy to come second to what it is needed right now in, in at this moment in time. And a third party does help to make you allocate some time and focus for it. It also helps you bring new ideas for part, a third party can help you bring new ideas for partners to consider. And they can act as an objective sounding board in discussions between partners. So, you know, some, if you've ever felt like it's just like two positive ends of the battery moving towards each other, sometimes having a third party can help just facilitate that discussion in a way that's still direct, but without that friction. So our fourth step to setting goals for a fertility business so that you can get past the hurry up and wait and speed up the initiatives that you want to achieve is resource allocation. Resource allocation comes down to time or money. The goal snowball means that the strategies required to meet different goals often overlap, but it doesn't mean that they're completely imbricated. The amount of overlap will vary based on your available resources. So two things, with more money, you can plan and execute multiple strategies concurrently over time, or with more time, you can sequentially plan and execute more strategies for less money. The goal snowball allows for a progressive return on investment, meaning you can continue to invest in your fertility business without decreasing your net income. You take a piece of what you have, invest it, solve for a challenge or an opportunity, 
take the earnings from that and continue to invest in the business. So before you invest any time or money into achieving a goal, not to mention just the execution of the goal, slow down so you can speed up. First, quantify the opportunities. Second, prioritize them. Third, align the partners or the stakeholders if you're a different business in the fertility field. And four, allocate your resources accordingly. If you'd like our outside and expertise with this, this is essentially what we do in the goal diagnostic. We can do this if you're a practice for less than $600, if you're a company in other parts of the field for less than $1,500. And we've done it for four or five dozen companies in the fertility field in the last as many years. So if you're ready to, to do this, you'd like our help, please visit fertilitybridge.com. Otherwise, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and it gives you a way to achieve those goals without hurrying up and wasting and then wasting your time and money. Have a great day. You've been listening to Inside Reproductive Health, sponsored by Engaged MD. For technology to streamline patient education and informed consent, Visit EngagedMD.com slash IRH for 25% off your implementation fee. That's EngagedMD.com slash IRH.